my feet. Does add his headaches out of space. So how you doing, my nominated gorgeous Glamazon? How you doing, baby? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. 2024 came in hot for me the same way 2023 came in hot in some unexpected ways. But, you know, like the, the nomination with XBs, I did not anticipate that at all. Okay. Um, but that was an honor to be to be nominated for Sexpert of the Year. Mm-hmm. And then I had a post that recently went viral. <laughs> oh, God. What was the post that went viral? I got to hear this. I put up a post. It was a um, a chart mm-hmm. of my polycule because I'm a solo poly person and mm-hmm. I have a network of relationships. And I decided to make a chart to explain what my life looks like. And people just went crazy over it. Like it's literally still going viral almost a month later. And I've gotten all of these like interview opportunities for it. Like I just did the morning hustle here in Atlanta. Oh, um, shit. I have she did the show. She was on Young Jock shit. Okay. <laughs> well, it was Kyle Santillian in um. Ooh. Wait, 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 wait a second. My bad. I might have got it mixed up. My the bad. Morning, my bad. The morning hustle. Yo, the female host charges to my head and not my heart. I'll be forgetting her name, but oh, Kyle. You talking L'Oreal? L'Oreal, thank you. L'Oreal, oh, that's my God. girl. With that raspy sex ass voice of hers. I so Kyle is a good friend of mine from Chicago because he used to be on the GCI morning show mm-hmm. with my other homie Leon Rogers. So he just shifted down here mm-hmm. and he was always gonna have me on the show. But when I went viral, his producer called wind of the viral moment and was like, we should get her on the show. And he was like, oh, that's my homie. So that's how I ended up there. And then uh, Tasha K. So Tasha K. Ah! You go, now, now, look, Tasha K rescheduled for next week, right? But Tasha K put up my post on her page, and I immediately, I reposted it and was like, hey, Tasha K, let's talk since you're talking about me. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote her on Instagram and was like, hey, since you're talking about me, how about we have a conversation and educate your viewers on, you know, polyamorous lifestyle? What was Tasha K saying? Because I, I am a fan of Tasha K, and I know her mouth. So she didn't say that she, she, so what she did was just repost, right? Because it was going viral and she just said, you know, this woman draws a chart of her, her polyamorous relationships and juggles, shows her everyday, everyday life with 24 partners. And I'm like, that's actually not what I said, but (laughs) But that's the headline that a lot of these like blog sites have been pushing is that like I have 24 partners and this is my every I'm explaining how my everyday life works. That's actually not what I said whatsoever. But I was like, I know Tasha K. I know Tasha K is always trying to be on the post. I know Tasha K can kind of be messy and twist words and stuff like that. But Tasha K wants to be on top of anything that's like controversial. So I was like, well. Let's go. Let's have a conversation, right? Because there isn't anything that Tasha K can say that's gonna be new to me. You know what I mean? Like I've heard it, I've heard it all. <laughs> like I've heard it all in doing this work, especially like in living this lifestyle. People say all kind of stuff. Oh yeah. So it's it's crazy. So for my smokers, before we really get into this, please explain your chart to them so they can get a understanding of what made this go viral what's up what's up smokers so i wish i had my chart right next to me it's in my other room but i drew a little diagram a little web chart so if you're familiar with web web charts there's bubbles with lines and like the bubbles is a major grouping and then there's lines with smaller bubbles that come off of that that bubble right so in the middle is me and then I have, I think, one, two, three. It was like six other bubbles, like major bubbles. And then off of those six major bubbles were lines with smaller bubbles, which represented a partner. Mm-hmm. So, like, there were maybe about 20 people on there. I didn't count, but I guess everybody else counted. It was like, it's 24 bubbles on this bitch. Um, 
And so I had a grouping for exploring. So people that I'm exploring, which there was like one person, somebody who I'm dating, just like going on dates with and stuff. And again, my polycule can change at any time, depending on like how I'm feeling. So like, I love going on dates. So I'm always dating, but not necessarily right now, at least dating to try to add more people to my polycule, but I'm never going to like turn down a date because I love dating. And then there was a bubble for friends with benefits. Then there was a bubble for lovers, a bubble for my partners, like people who are committed in partnership with me, which is like four people or five. And then there was a bubble for playmates, which are like my kinky folks, right? Who I play with either swinging lifestyle or kinking BDSM. And then I mentioned that I get tested regularly. My partners get tested regularly. We share our results. And then I'm also on PrEP, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis. It is a medication to prevent the transmission of HIV. I live in Atlanta now. And living in Atlanta, there is a higher chance for me to interact with men who have sex with men mm-hmm. who, could, who are at higher risk for contracting HIV. So I did that as a precaution to protect myself, knowing what my lifestyle is. And I'm not having as much sex as I would love to have. And again, because I'm in the swinging lifestyle, because I have multiple partners and, you know, I'm not always aware of all their partners. um, But for the most part, I'm aware of who they're interacting with. You just don't know out here. So I did that as another precaution. And so I think when people heard me say, I get tested and I'm on prep. They're making this assumption that I'm just fucking the whole world or like, you know, these 24 partners are up under me all the time. But a lot of those partners are long distance relationships. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had a bubble for satellite partners, too. So it was seven major bubbles. And satellite partners are people who just circle around. They come in and out. I might see them every two to four years, whatever. We pick up where we left off and then they go off again. And there's a great number of my partners that are not, I'm not sexual with <laughs> at all. So, you know, and it was funny cause I had some of my partners slide into my DM or like texting me like, what my initials at? Or I see my initials I was like, y'all are funny. Oh my God. So that being said, hello, smokers, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge. It's going to be an interesting show, don't you think? You know who I am. I'm Kevin Arvin, Summer Chap, a.k.a. the poor rap star. You can find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Three sponsors, y'all know what it is, lsworld.com, rodcismmagazine.com, and blusherotica.com. Y'all know what that is about. Proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. So please go over to shopgwdistrict.com and buy black, why don't you? Also check me out on fullyswapradio.com, skyhawkafterdarktv.com is with the BGBLLC app. Y'all already know who this lady is. She's gorgeous, she is smart, she's the sex expert, she's award nominated, she is culturally relevant, sexy, freaky, nasty, and can teach your wife how to ride dick and get her in shape for it. The one and only, the sexpert, the glamazon. I'm talking about Tayome Morgan. Say a little bit. <laughs> I love that intro, Poppy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you for having me again oh, in the Smokers Lounge. Again. And one day, yes, Premium Smokers, we is going to get her six asses in the smoke room. You know, who knows? She might show y'all something. We'll see. We'll work on it for the Premium Smokers. <laughs> so, no, because that's interesting. Because one, speaking about Premium Smoke Room, one of my podcast, one of the podcasts that I host is with my my homegirl Miss Big Queen, and she lives the swinger lifestyle, poly, all that, and she tells her stories about you know hooking up with guys and what have you on the swingers, and they had she did uh, Ghetto Gaggers, um, oh. she worked with Ghetto Gaggers, and Ooh, a, a clip from the show. And the, the title is Ghetto, Gag, Ghetto Gagging on the D. And the negative comments that I she got is amazing. I mean, because get so I'm going to say this, like, Ghetto Gaggers is kind of derogatory. Like, it's mm-hmm. 
It's derogatory. The, the title in itself, Ghetto Gathers. It's just, it's like bottom of the barrel porn. It really is, but there's a market for that. Yeah. Um. So, I mean. But here's I, the funny part. The, the clip wasn't even about the ghetto gagging. She was just talking about, um, what was it? I think she was talking about either one of her adventures where she fucked a, 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 a son and a dad. <laughs> and but what's crazy is that that is a fantasy for a lot of people. Now, now what I don't appreciate is people being negative about how someone else chooses to live their lives consensually and safely. Like, why are y'all mad? And, and I, I can understand why some people are mad because they can't do it. They couldn't see themselves doing it. They might have a fantasy of doing it, but then they'll never achieve it. And so it's just hate. Yeah. It's hate. Like, come on. Because see, let's keep it one hundred. Let's let's keep it one hundred. You are single. You're not married. You, you when you're in the poly, you you with you know multiple people. I'm solo. I like to say, I'm solo but for the most part, yeah, you single. I'm not single. I'm in multiple relationships. Yeah, but it's it's kind of like put it this way. I'm not married. Bingo. So it's not. She's never claimed to be in a traditional anything. Exactly. You know, which we'll get to that conversation in a minute. But women have the right to play no different than men. Yep. You know, at the end of the day, and I keep saying this. Y'all keep doing that prime. Women in their prime in their 20s. Women, no motherfucking ain't their primes, late 30s and 40s because 40s. they know themselves sexually. 40s. Because if you don't believe me, that's why that 20-year-old boy from Atlanta that played basketball tried, he wanted to pregnate Drea. Because the older the juice, the better the puss, baby. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I mean, and two, let's, let's keep it clear. Let's keep it real and be clear, right? Mm-hmm. Older women have been through things. Older women have experience. And there's also a certain level of maturity depending on the woman, right? And some of these young guys in their 20s, they don't want to deal with the mentality of the women there they're in their peer group mm-hmm. because they're like, eh, I don't want that. I want somebody that's more mature. Mm-hmm. And if a woman has taken care of herself, she still looks good. She still got the juice. They're going to yeah. want to face. That's just what it is. Yeah. Because you think, cause the thing about it is, is that, and I said this before, I see a lot of this in the black community. Yep. With the issue of if a woman has multiple sex partners. I've been said this. I've never in my life ever, and I stick to this, never asked a woman about a bout account because I never cared. And it's funny how that became a topic. And it's like if a woman, just like with Brittany Runner, she said she had 34 dudes. But that's I'm like she's in her 40s. But is she? She's in her 40s? She's in her 40s. Oh, so I I'm that. like, she's been I on this girl that that. Her, but, you know, but if she's been having sex since she was like 18 or even before then, yeah. and she's in her 40s and she's had 30, that ain't shit. I mean, look, end of the day, personally, I've never had that conversation about body count. I've never had a man or a woman who I've dated or casually has sex with or whatever, ask me that question. The only time that question has ever come up has been on podcast interviews. I've never it's had- It's a anybody... red pill question. Let's keep it one. It's a red pill question. It's a red pill question. I've never had that question asked of me in real life because it never mattered to anybody. People go off of my energy. People mm-hmm. come into my energy and they don't want to leave it. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, they don't care about the last person I slept with, what they care about more than anything is my health. Yeah. But the way that they feel in my energy is what they resonate with most. Mm-hmm. So, like, if if people are having that body count conversation, check your energy, man. Check yeah. your mentality. <clears throat> because, because even to the point, because I remember when I saw the chart, and it, people, y'all got to realize, you got Polly Amory, where a woman, my 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 wife, she follows a woman that got four boyfriends, got a husband and three boyfriends, you know, period. And it's funny that 
they judge you, but at the same time, normalize and glamorize poly. You get what I'm coming from? <laughs> it, when it comes to social media, you get what I'm saying? And they push it on people, which, look, I'm all for us be for thinking. That's fine. I have no issue with it. You feel me? But you can't have it both ways. You can't sit here and want to normalize the shit and then chastise a woman because she's doing it. So what they normalize is unethical non-monogamy. Yeah. The side shake, the sneaky links, the side dude. They normalize that. It's spoken about in songs. There's movies about it. There's TV shows about it. Look at Scandal. Come on now. Yeah. Like, there's books about it. There are Amazon bestsellers, New York Times bestsellers, right? Top song charting hits. They got a reality like, show for side chicks now. Right. Side chicks of LA, side chicks. You know, like, like, they glamorize all of that, but then they want to demonize those of us that are consciously living in this. And I think, like, too, what they have, haven't really seen is a single woman talk about having a multitude of partners because typically what they're seeing is a quad or a triad, right? Mm -hmm. Like a four-person circle or a three-person circle, and it's closed. They're used to seeing that. Mm -hmm. But they're not used to seeing a solo woman who's in multiple variations of partnership and being able to maintain them all so then they're just like oh you just want to be a hoe you just like what first of all it's not being a hoe why do i have to be a hoe because i'm choosing to be in multiple loving relationships with people and the majority of them are like seven years plus like my one partner that hit me up the other day and was like yeah i seen my initials on the chart I was like, sir, please don't act like we haven't been in casual relationship for eight years. <laughs> you know? And so, but see, a lot of people cannot fathom even being in relationship with one person in a healthy way for eight years. That's why they're like, there's no way she could be in healthy relationship and giving time to 24 different people. And not all 24 need the same time. They don't. Or the same type relationship. They don't. They And all 24 are not going to have that. And and all 24 don't live in Georgia. Tell me about it. Y'all forget, women got needs too, people. Let's keep going, honey. Listen, and, I have a lot of love needs. I love and, love. I want to be loved. I, want, I love being in love. I love being in that energy. I love receiving love. And I love the freedom of being able to do that in, in whatever time, place, frequency that I want. I have the freedom to do that. You mean to tell me that if there is something that you really enjoy, if you had the open opportunity to enjoy it at a high level, you wouldn't do it? Like if you if you had the opportunity to like eat your favorite foods throughout the week, every single week, and there was no limitation on it, you mean to tell me you're not going to do that? Oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> all, day, all day. But see, here's the other thing. People forget Polly, all of this is not new. It's not. It just became cool. Grandmama and granddaddy were doing that shit. They just didn't tell us. And where we're coming from. Because I guarantee you, not every situation was granddaddy was cheating. Grandma knew about it. And grandma had her had her dick too. So, so this is the thing, right? In modern times, what's happening is that we're putting names to the process, right? Mm. We're putting names to the process. We're giving it structure. Mm. We're doing it consciously and ethically where it's known about, it's spoken about, there's structure to it. Because back in the day, it was like known but unspoken about. Mm -hmm. and you just And they just accepted it. But mm -hmm. now there's more structure to it. And and now you have coaches, now mm -hmm. you have TV shows, now you have books and manuals about it. So there's more information that's being circulated about polyamory, which is helping people to navigate the lifestyle in an ethical and conscious way. And that's the difference between now and back then. Like, this is not new. And and it's interesting because when we look at other cultures, it's very patriarchal in nature, where men are at the helm of it and men are the ones with multiple wives. 
Well, where you got to understand that what men put out there. They didn't want you to know that the Queen of England had her men. They didn't want you to know that the female pharaoh had her men. Hell, some of these women had women. Stop playing. Oh, it, a lot of these women had women. And that's the thing. It's like patriarchal control will paint things in a way that's going to favor men and it's going to diminish women and, and diminish the, the female experience. And so that's why people are so mad. They're mad that me, a, a woman, a black woman, is sitting up here saying, I date men, I date women, I date whoever I have an energetic connection to. I got multiple partners. I got playmates. I got lovers. I got friends with benefits. I got satellite folks who come in and out of my life. I'm doing it safely and consensually. I'm well-loved. And I still get to live alone, have my own financial shit together. I get to do all this and be well-loved. And they're mad about it. And it's like, you're mad about it because you can't even get one person to text you back. But I'm over here. With 24 people who you, taking you out, going on vacations, like just booked a trip to Aruba with one of my partners. My girlfriend's taking me to St. Croix for our anniversary. Like, come on, man. Like, I like, like, don't be mad at me because I'm choosing to live my best life. And y'all want to sit with this monogamous mindset, thinking that. This is the only way to live. Like, if that's for you, that's great. I'm not anti-monogamy. Monogamy works for a lot of people. It's just not the lifestyle that I choose to live. I choose to live this way because it's fun and it's fulfilling for me. And it meets my needs for support and love and connection. Yeah, I don't care about y'all opinions. <laughs> yeah, because see, because see, to me, it's like, but see, I always say this. Y'all heard it before. The foolishness of a few drowns out the truth of the many. There's more people that don't give a fuck about that and look at it as she living her fucking life. It's yeah. the bullhorn motherfuckers, the manosphere, these podcasts, all this. They want it to be controversial. It's not that controversial. It's not. It's like, not. I just saw a post on my Instagram from this uh, woman, this poly coach that I follow, and apparently there was a segment about non-monogamy on The View, mm -hmm. like, this week. So this conversation, and then the New York Times, they dropped an article two weeks ago about it, about polyamory. And I was featured in the New York Times in 2018, I mean, excuse me, 2019 for uh, polyamorous living. So like, this is not a new conversation. It's just coming more into the mainstream fold. And especially as like less and less people are getting married and procreating, it's like, there's more options out here than the traditional, you know, monogamous marriage. And we're just exploring that now. And mm -hmm. so, like, y'all can either get with it or get lost. Like, I don't understand why the, the criticism is so heavy about our open lifestyle. You don't see us attacking monogamy. No. No. But, but their claim is an attack on monogamy. They claim that it's 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 attack on traditional marriages and stuff of that nature. And I keep telling everybody, marriage was never there was no such thing as traditional marriage until Charlemagne the King of Franks, not the God, <laughs> made the Holy Roman Empire, thus creating Catholic Church. All this shit is based off of church shit. Shit someone told you. Not something that was actually in the freaking Bible. Because right. if that's the case, then guess what? Solomon it's in hell right now because he had more women than a little bit. King and Solomon, King David, Father Abraham, stop playing. King David killed his best friend to get some pussy to fuck his wife. Stop playing with me, people. I know my Bible. Stop. And every woman that's in there except for... This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. His mama, Jesus' mama, they villainized. They villainized. From Delilah, Jezebel, God dang it, all that shit. You feel and, me? 
It was interesting that they that they demonized Jezebel when she was the one that was being pined after by King David. Like he he wanted her. Yeah. She didn't she didn't do anything. She was minding her business with her husband, happy. And he sent that man out on the front lines to get killed. Yeah. Like so yeah. but 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 y'all <laughs> wanna, he, said he, he knew he would do it. Right. You wanna you wanna turn around like she seduced him. She wouldn't <laughs> do nothing but live her life. He saw her. And, and wanted her and used his power to get her. Like, come on, let, let's be clear. Like, it's just so crazy how this whole thing goes, but it's like, listen, if your life, if you're so unhappy in your life that you have to sit online and fix your fingers to tweet or comment on Instagram or TikTok, something negative about how someone else chooses to live their life, it's time for you to go get off the internet and go touch some grass. Because, like, what does it benefit you to do that? Because it's not going to change anybody's life. Do you think that I'm sitting online, reading anybody's comments, going toe-to-toe with people? I don't have the time, sweetheart. I'm running a whole business over here. And that's the thing. A lot of the uh, platforms that picked up my post they're like this woman and i'm like y'all don't even know what i do for a job like i work in the sexual health field i help people live more pleasurable lives as a coach this is what i do so i didn't just share my polycule just to be sharing my polycule i shared it to show what living a solo poly life can look like for the purpose of education I'm about to host a, a polyamorous webinar on January 31st for those interested. Go to the link in my bio on my Instagram at Real Glamazon Tayomi. But and and if you go there after this, it will be a lead in so you can watch the replay. But people just take stuff and they run with it without even getting the context, without even knowing like why is she saying this? And then they take bits and pieces that they feel triggered by, and then they want to comment on it, create think pieces do this and that. And it's like, okay, you have the right to do that. And also it's not going to change the fact that I have so many people in my life who love me. And this is how I choose to live my life. Like be for real. <laughs> because I it like this. Also the thing that people don't take into account, people taste change with age. You know how many women I talked to that hit their forties that got into the porn business after a long-term sexless, boring marriage. Well, traditional, your traditional marriage. And she had to hide who she truly was, how how freaky she was. She didn't get what was called the grace discovery when it comes to sexuality, you know. And people don't realize that. You have a woman that been in traditional marriage for 20 years, then hit year 21, and she look at husband's like, you know something, why don't we, you know, mix it up? They go swinging, you know, period. People taste change. So you can't expect because a lot of times when these conversations are coming up about relationship, it's about the first three years of the goddamn relationship. Not 20, not year 20, not year 10. No, the third three years. Mm-hmm. Three years. Because you know, you know, you know the, the, the old school saying, if you survive three years, you made it. And really it's like five now, because yeah, in the actually. first five years, divorce is happening. It's happening at a higher rate now. And you know, people don't understand that all this stuff is fluid. People choose to to be in a static situation. They'll say, monogamy is the only way. That's it. It's only going to be us. That's it. And it's, it's just rigid. But you're creating this rigid lifestyle with something that is actually fluid. Like, come on now. And it's, it's like taking a bottle of water and keeping it in the freezer and then convincing yourself that water only exists in a solid state. When we know that water exists in liquid and gaseous states. Three states. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. And water can take on the shape of any container that it's in. Any container. Like water can freeze. It can crystallize. It can be a liquid form. 
It can be a vapor. Like, come on, stop playing this game. It's the same thing with our sex lives. Mm-hmm. All this stuff is fluid. Yeah. But people just want to keep it contained. And it's not because that's their true desire. It's because that's how they're programmed to be. And then they want to tote the Bible and throw the Bible at everything as if the Bible is law. Do you understand that everybody is not Christian? Do you understand that everybody does not subscribe to Islam? Do you understand that, like, when it comes to to organized religion, there's a lot of people who live outside of that. So you can't dump the Bible at people and say this is law. But see, I live in the South now, so you can't really tell people in the South. Oh, my God. You know they say? You can't talk about politics and religion. <laughs> you can't tell people in the South. Can't tell the shit. South. That that the Bible ain't law because that's what they're that's what they're programmed to believe. And as a woman who grew up in the Baptist church in the north mm-hmm. and chose to leave the church to go my own way to discover love, God, for myself mm-hmm. and other forms of spirituality, I learned that like for me, sex is a really important part of my spirituality and my humanness. So I am I am unwilling to compromise on that. And if there is any word or anything that contradicts uh, how I want to express myself sexually and in a healthy way, I'm choosing not to subscribe to that because I refuse to be to be put in a box and I refuse to be repressed because a book is saying one thing. Well, I have a direct line to God. I don't need to read the book to know what God is telling me directly and what I'm downloading from my creator. I'm going to go with that. I'm not going to sit up here and let a preacher tell me that I'm going to burn in hell because I'm choosing to connect with my divinity through sexual healing. Like, you got me messed up. Not doing it. But no, I'm going to tell you the main, the, 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 the underlying, we, we just going to cut through the bullshit. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers worry about what the next nigga think. That's what this is all about. Because if a guy can go to the barbershop and say, yeah, man, I went to this swinger party and my wife ran to this 12-inch long. Yeah. You fucked the shit out of it. I was jerking off. You wouldn't want to go to the barbershop and say that because you already know what's going to happen. The barber's in the cut in your hip. Man, you let some other nigga fuck your wife, nigga. You sure? You, you, what the fuck wrong with you? You worry about what the next dude is thinking. When that next dude is probably wanting to fuck your wife anyway, by digress. <laughs> and that's the whole thing, right? All of the judgments that people are afraid that people will cast onto them, mm-hmm. that's what they're casting onto people like me mm-hmm. who freely and openly live the lifestyles that they want to live. And it's like, you can do this all day. You can do this all day. And guess what, baby? It's not going to change the fact that I'm going to go to Hito in a couple of months. It's not going to change the fact that I'm going on a date tonight and my boyfriend coming over tomorrow. It's not going to change the fact that I live my life in this way. It's just not going to change that. And it's also not going to change the fact that you're not getting what you want. So, like, my dad always said, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. And they're all shitty. <laughs> See, that's why she's sexy, because it ain't just because that sexy body pretty face. She has a brain, ladies and gentlemen. A brain, and I know how to use it, and I am unafraid to tell my truth, and I'm unafraid to spit facts. And, you know, I'm just like, y'all, life is sweet for me. Like, I'm living my Best life right now. And that's it. Why they mad? Because they want to be like that. I tell everybody, if you know this. They do. So many people. like that. So many people came into the comments and was like, I wish I could be this free. This little hair blowing me. But I wish I could be this free. And I'm like, you can be this free if you make the choice. But see, again, like you said, Bobby, it's they care too much about what other people think. And also... To be to be fair, right? Some people are living in situations where their livelihood depends on them being agreeable mm-hmm. with the people in their personal space. 
So they may be living in a home with individuals that if they found out they were swingers or living an open lifestyle or to into BDSM and kink, they would lose their home because they would be kicked out of their home or they would lose their family. The only like support system and, and anchorage that they have. So they're not willing to sacrifice their security for, for, um, for sexual pleasure, for romantic pleasure. So they would rather go with the status quo and be a people pleaser and remain untrue to themselves in order to survive. And, and them the people that on the men's side, they end up cheating with the freak that you want to talk shit about. And she gets cheated on for the freak that she was ch- talking shit about. Because that freak is living her best life and is sexually open, you know? It's it's really sad out here, Bobby, because there's a lot of people who are really suffering and they do want a way out. But the way out, like it's very layered. Mm -hmm. The issues that they're facing is layered. So they can't and they're living in survival mode. So they can't even get to the pleasure and satisfaction part of their lives because they're in survival mode. And then when you when you pack on trauma on top of that and then self-esteem issues on top of that, and then they have like this religion that they're clinging to that is like the only thing keeping them afloat because their faith in whatever power, higher power that they believe in is the only thing that's like keeping them alive. And they also use it as a scapegoat for why, like, you know, things are not happening in their lives. It's like, damn, if you have all that going on, of course you can't see the freedom and the happiness and how I live because you can't even imagine it for yourself because you're just so deeply rooted in all of this, this intersectional shit that's keeping you from being able to live your best life. And it's sad, but see, this is why people like me exist who are coaches to help people who truly want to move beyond that to do so. But they're too busy uh, criticizing us and trying to ostracize us mm-hmm. instead of listening to what we have to say. But again, I'm not for everybody. Everybody's not going to be activated by my voice, and that's fine. But just know, baby girl, baby boy, listen. Baby person, doesn't matter. What you say is not going to change how I am. I'm going to keep living this life and speaking for the people who need to hear my voice so that they can continue to be free and live their best life. That's why I'm here, for those people, not for the naysayers. See, there's going to be surprised you see her ass on The View one day. Oh, <laughs> let's get that into existence because I've been waiting. It, 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 no, I smell it coming. Because you slowly made the hell. You made the Tasha case. So it's coming. Listen. <laughs> because, because more people, as much as people say they don't want to hear it, more people want to hear it. They want to hear about this lifestyle. They want to know more about it. Because a lot of people really want to try it, but they don't know how to have the conversation with their mate to do it. That's why more women can get men into this lifestyle than men can get women to the lifestyle. Actually, it's more about the men learning to have the conversation because we the ones that do majority cheating. And I've been said this, all men want to be in a multi-poly relationship. They just worried about what the next nigga going to say. And they're scared to have the conversation with their woman and they don't know how to. That's the other part. I'm going to tell you, Bobby. There's a number of women who want to be open and poly too. And they don't know how to bring it to their partners because they don't want to bruise their ego. First, until you think about it, (laughs) we're men. (laughs) First, we're going to be mad at first, then we're going to wait a second. So I get the fuck chicks. And you get. Okay, let's try. Some some men have a hard time wrapping their mind around it because they immediately go to like, am I not good enough? Right. That's what it's about. They worried about dick size. It that that what it comes down to. I call it male penal performance, satisfaction, 
emotional bonding. There is, it's all of that. You know what I mean? And again, it's like a blow to the, to the ego, right? Especially when you're coming out of a monogamous situation where you're taking vows, like if you're, if you're married, you, you're taking vows. But even if you're not married and you've created this relationship contract where it's like, it's only us against the world. And now you're saying you wanted to be us plus others. What happened here? I thought you were loyal. You know, this idea of loyalty for a lot of people becomes dismantled. But it's like you're still going to have loyalty with that person because that's your primary partner. Please understand that's still going to be there. Yeah. They just want to explore more. So it's a whole thing like. And. Shout out to all the people that are going to be joining me live or for the replay for my webinar, because I want to teach people what this lifestyle really is and teach them the basics and then offer them the opportunity to go deeper with me and to extend tools so that they can navigate this lifestyle in a healthy way, because it's not always easy. Oh, no. Hell no. It's not. The question always comes up like, is there jealousy? And I have to yes. say, like, in my relationships personally, I don't deal with a lot of uh, jealousy and envy. And there are feelings, like, there are feelings that do come up when, like, one of my partners is going to go see another partner or they introduce me to someone new. And whenever I have the feelings arise, I'm like, okay, well, what is that? Let's, let's, let's check. But I mean, it's going to be jealousy. The key is long the jealousy don't overtake the relationship. You get what I'm coming from? And what I mean by that, so people can understand that is, like, for example, y'all at, y'all at the bar, and you feel, the girl might feel the bartender being a little too flirty. <laughs> you feel what I'm coming from? You know your man ain't going to sit there and go home with the motherfucker, but you feel a little bit tense because she good looking, got nice tits in the ass, and she's smiling in his face. Like, I'll never forget my mama was like, damn woman, he, she, he took the order. Can you leave? <laughs> and so, I think the reason I don't deal with jealousy like that, um, like heavily, is because I have confidence in myself and I know who I am. Like, I've done a lot of inner work on myself. Like there was a time where I might've felt some kind of way because there were inner insecurities that I was dealing with, but now I don't really deal with that. And so I do exercise a level of compersion for my partners where I'm happy to see them connect with others because I know they're going to come back to me feeling fulfilled and they're going to appreciate me even more. And if, if there is anything that is coming up for me, that's for me to examine. Why am I feeling this way? Is there something I'm not receiving? Is there a need that's going unmet? What is it really? And then if there is something that I feel like I'm not getting from my partner, then how do I communicate what I need? So that way I'm not feeling like I'm not receiving the love and attention that I desire. So it's not even about that other person. And maybe there is something that's going on outside of me, which would then be envy, where maybe it's a communication issue. Maybe like it's a lack of intimacy or a way that, you know, they're exercising our agreements. Maybe maybe they're not upholding our agreements, whatever. But you got to communicate about all this stuff to just hold it in and harbor it. It, it builds it's resentment. It's not aggressive. It yeah, it builds resentment. It builds mm -hmm. anger. And it just manifests. And see, some people choose to suffer in silence instead of having the true hard conversation. And the conversations don't have to be hard at all. What people really need to learn is emotional regulation. And you do that through building emotional intelligence, and that requires practice. And I'm speaking from personal experience. There was a time when I used to cry about every damn thing. I'm telling you, I used to cry about everything because I didn't have the emotional fortitude. Mm -hmm to handle what was coming to me. And I didn't know how to express what I was feeling. I didn't know how to express what I needed. So I would just cry about everything. Yeah. You know, and when I learned how to communicate what I needed, when I learned what I was feeling and why I was feeling that way and what it was pointing to, 
And when I learned how to regulate my emotions before going to my partner to have a conversation, things got better for me. But see, that kind of work, now that work may feel hard. Yeah. Because it's a lot of inner reflection. And that inner reflection can bring up hurt and pain Mm -hmm. from past traumas that have nothing to do with your partners at all. Mm -hmm. And everything to do with unresolved traumas from the past that you got to go sit in the feelings of in order to heal it. Yeah. And people don't want to go back to those feelings because they were so painful and so hurtful. This is why having a coach, having a therapist, having a counselor, these things help. Because these people give you tools to help you move through. Yeah. And there's some hand holding too, you know? So, and I will say, like, I've had I've had plenty of coaches over the course of my life. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get to this point by doing it alone. And and then being able to be in relationship with partners who can also teach me things has been tremendous in trusting them that they're guiding me in the right space. That's helped a lot too. So, you know, like, this doesn't have to be hard. Sometimes it will feel hard, but it doesn't have to be hard. And see, too, also, we have a knack to men. Women, too, but I'm just speaking on men, so I'm a dude. (laughs) We love challenges. We'll sit here and try to date her. Like, oh, I'm all good for that. In the back of my mind, no, I'm going to break her. I'm going to make her mind. She going to drop everybody. And no, bruh, they ain't how you supposed to walk into this. That's called being a cowboy. And that's actually disingenuous. And honestly, like, I do have one partner like that who I've been in a relationship with for 10 years. And our relationship is casual. And we just had a conversation this week about this. And he just thinks that it's a phase for me right now. And I'm like... (laughs) I'm like, sir, you've known me for 10 years and I've been this way for 15. What? What 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 makes you think it's a phase? And I've I've deepened this. I've deepened it. I'm deep in the shit now. I'm I'm deep. So like what make it make sense, sir. It's not, it's not ever changing. It's not changing. I'm sorry. It's I, I love when I hear dudes, oh, it's just a phase. She's just going through it. She's just going through a whole phase. Uh, okay. What you call your shit, sir? Listen. Good phase? This is this is not even a, it's not even a phase. It's not a whole phase. It's because, again, a lot of my relationships aren't even sexual. So how is that being a hoe? It's because, once again, we're going off what is told. Not as what is reality. You know what I'm saying? We go off of what we worried about what the next person's going to say. We care about everything outside the relationship than what's in the relationship. And right. that's why we have so many divorces. That's why a wise white man told me this. That been with his wife 60 years. <laughs> never let the next man tell you about your wife. And never let the next woman tell your wife about her man. Because at the end of the day, that's y'all, you know what I'm saying, hands down. And I always went by that word, you know, at the end of the day. I mean, because even, I even make the joke about with swinger events, like when people go to swinger events and the boyfriend gets mad because the girl got real loose during the swinger event. And I said, why are you mad? So you're ready for her to be boring? And then you have to hear someone say, hey, bro, don't, don't bring her back, man. She, she can't even suck dick. <laughs> Yo, it's it's wild to me because I'm like, I grew up with, you know, in a two-parent household. My parents are still married. They're high school sweethearts. Each other's one and only, right? And my parents always lived by that. They've always lived by don't ever allow anybody to tell you anything about your partner. And don't go talking bad about your partner to anybody else. Because then use that shit against that's your all ass. they're going to see. That's all they're going to judge that person by. And they're never going to win. So don't go 
When you're upset, go talking out the side of your neck about your partner to your friends, to your family, because they're never going to forgive it. And I believe in that. Keep the sanctity of your relationship. That's why I'm like, the nitty gritty details of my relationships, y'all don't need to know none of that. But, but I was gracious enough to show the web of the people in my life who love me. Maybe it was a brag. Maybe it was a little brag. You know what I'm saying? That's why they were mad because you were flexing. There were people who were like, I wish I could have at least two dudes. This small <laughs> dick can't fuck motherfucker. I hate you, Tyobi. I wish I was you. I'ma say, man, of the men that I date, ain't nobody in there small. I'm just gonna say <laughs> So with that being said, we had to end because Baby girl, she got things to do because she's a busy woman. And she will be back. And we're going to get her in the premium smoke room. That's right, people. The new home of the premium smoke room, theloyalfans.com. We okay. now you know what it is. Five premium podcasts, three sexy three sexy co-hosts for you to enjoy. $25.99 a month. What you get, more candid, more wild, more unpredictable. Tits might come out. Dildos might come out. You don't know unless you subscribe. And in the video show store, you get to see me in action. So you can see that everything that I talk about on these shows, I actually put in practice for 15 years, motherfucker. So I know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> and also, for everyone that voted for me, for the ABNs, whether I won it or not, thank you. Because I am proud to be nominated and proud to say that I have a nominated podcast. Let's go. We nominated over on this side. Woo, 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 woo. Yes, sir. We, we get nominated. Affirmation like a motherfucker. So with that being said, Miss Tyoma, tell everybody where they can spend money on you, see you, book you, all that good stuff. Yo, follow me on Instagram at Real Glamazon Tyomi. If you are a vagina person, if you're a person with a vagina, or if you are a woman and you want to learn how to ride and get those knees in shape and build your stamina, come to the cowgirlworkout.com. Join us there. Come to the pleasureacademy.com if you want to learn any of these skills. It's going to help you to become a better lover and experience life with more pleasure. And if you want to see my triple X content, go to glamazontiami.com, which is my OnlyFans. And that's my personal website where you get to interact with me once one and become a loyal lover of mine. So join me there. And you can catch me at the Exotica Expo this year. I will be at all four shows in Chicago, Miami, Edison, New Jersey, and Washington, D.C. Go to ExoticaExpo.com for more information on tickets and how you can join us for these amazing shows. Yes, I plan to go to the Exotica, New Jersey, and I plan to have an in-person interview with this sexy lady. Let's go. Come to Sex Work Corner. That's where you can find me. I'm coming. I'm coming. And when I do, and I book it, you'll be the first one I'm I'm doing the interview with because I got to have her face-to-face face so I can see that sexiness in person, you know. I ain't gonna lie, maybe right now, don't get how tall I am. <laughs> oh, I love me a tall woman. Y'all know that. I love, mm, mm. I love me a grown woman. I'm sorry. I don't want no good girl. Toothpicks. I use that for my teeth. But anyway, y'all know how we eat these things all day, every day of day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Say goodbye to him, Glamazon. See you later, smokers. I will see y'all next time. <laughs>